Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Educating Josh. We have hit episode 25, guys. Wow. We've, we've, we've done this 25 times that's now. I can't believe that. That's like 20 hours of our lives. And you all still kind of like me, which is a bit weird. I, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that at all. We're just really good actors. Yeah. Anyway, to celebrate, we flip things around. Me, Josh Winslade, will be your host today. And I have brought three questions along with me for my three brilliant podmates. Luke Cutforth. Hello. Lucy Bellarel. Hi. <laughs> and Mr. James O'Neill. Me. <laughs> Whilst normally the three of them bring in three of the most divisive stories of the week, giving me 20 seconds to respond with my gut feeling on the stories with absolutely no research, today we're going to be flipping it around and it's going to be you guys. I'm so scared. You all look absolutely petrified. Now I know how you feel every week. I it, feel like how I felt going into my A-levels. I'm just blindly yeah. going in, no yeah. research. It's the unknown, isn't it? <laughs> to be honest, Lucy, you should especially should be really worried. Where are my stats? I have no stats. Yeah, no My favourite thing about this as well, by the way, before we get started, is that the show is called Educating Josh, which normally is Educating Josh. And this week it's Educating Josh. Yeah. I.e. Josh is the educator. The name always oh. works, guys. He is Educating Josh. Educating Josh. The Josh who educates. Right, shall we uh, move on with the polls? Yes. So last week I asked the question, should celebrities get publicly involved with politics? And our audience replied with 78% yes. Now, I did not say that last week, and I I have in the weeks since I listened back to the episode and I completely disagree with myself and You're I educated wanna, I, ed- I was educated by Josh last week I was listening and I, I said to you in the week didn't I Josh I really agree with what you said well I think you guys had some excellent points as well and my opinion did kind of change towards the end but I think at the base of it Everyone deserves an opinion. Absolutely. And Amy on Twitter said they should definitely be careful of what they say and support, but they have a big influence on young people, which they can use to make change. Which is great. Thanks, Amy. That's brilliant. Lucy, you had a really good story last week. How did yours do? Yeah, I asked whether a woman should take her husband's name in marriage. And interestingly enough... 47% 47% said no, wow. but 33% said other. There so were more people, others yeah, than yeses. There were. Mysterious other. Wow. Well, well, they had a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ella on Twitter said, I think this totally depends on the circumstances. I guess she's an other then. Yes. My fiance and I are combining me, Hancock Johnson, him, Pratt, so we'll be Hatton. Oh. To us, this is a nice oh. way of starting a new line of names that incorporates both sides of the family. However, Cute. that doesn't start a new line of names if the next generation does that as well it's just going to be completely different so maybe you oh, need to rethink be, that one through and it'll be Hatton Smith yeah, yeah that's yeah. true it'll be Hith 
when it's cold. When it's cold, that sounds you can like a snake that. with a lisp. <laughs> <laughs> James, how did your story do in the polls? Last week, I asked, should someone get away with a crime just because it was a long time ago? Eighty-seven percent of people said no. Eight <laughs> percent of people said yes. Who are the eight percent? Who are the eight percent? Probably people running from crimes, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> the criminal audience. Izzy on Twitter said no, never. Here in Germany, they still hunt old Nazis, even though the crime they committed were orders. They acted against humanity, and it should always be punished. Wow. Well, I think I agree with Izzy. Example, but brilliant. Thanks, Izzy. It's a very applicable one as well. I think. Okay, so Luke, it's a little bit different this week as there's three articles combining to make up your oh my story. Oh that's cheating. Thought I'd start you off with a hard one. So the three articles are from The Guardian, huge reduction in meat eating essential to avoid climate breakdown. From The Week, should we stop calling hurricanes natural disasters? And from The Guardian again, we have 12 years to limit climate change catastrophe, warns UN. So the three things you need to know, Luke, are from Article 1, food production already causes great damage to the environment via greenhouse gases from livestock, deforestation and water shortages from farming, and vast ocean dead zones from agricultural pollution. Huge reductions in meat eating are essential to avoid dangerous climate change, according to the most comprehensive analysis yet of the food system's impact on the environment. From article number two, Lukey, the description natural disaster is factually incorrect and misleading, said the Disaster Risk Reduction Organization, DRR Dynamics, in a public letter. As it suggests, there is nothing humans can do to reduce the risks. Hurricanes occur naturally, but global warming has caused water and air temperatures to rise by one degree Celsius over the past 100 years. Conditions that help increase the frequency and intensity of storms. And from article number three, the world's leading climate scientists have warned there is only a dozen years for global warming to be kept to a maximum of 1.5 degrees Celsius, beyond which even half a degree will significantly worsen the risks of drought, floods, extreme heat and poverty for hundreds of millions of people. So, Luke, my question for you this week is a hypothetical one. The Queen reads all of these articles and decides enough is enough and bans all meat and cars in the UK. Is this okay? 20 seconds, Luke. Go. Okay, so I'm going to shock everyone out there who knows that I am a vegan and say that I absolutely think this is not okay. I don't think that the way to change the world and the way to change society is to ban things and to stop things. I think the way to change the world is to change the people and their decisions. Okay, cool. Well, see, I do find that rather interesting because we've had a lot of debates on the show where I've been completely against any enforced yeah. control. We've talked about what should be taught in schools, what shouldn't enforce everything. Um, and you've always been of a stance where if it was for the betterment of something, uh -huh. then it maybe it should be enforced, which actually I'm taking as quite a proud moment that you may well, be... I was going to say, Josh, <laughs> I think you have humbled me into the position of, of changing that view. And I, I used to be quite a... Um, why do all these shitty people not just do the right thing all the time? And want to enforce and it. And want to enforce instead. it, right? Yeah. And, that, and that actually, I don't think... I think that's not a stable system. That de breaks down very quickly because people don't like being oppressed, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't want to be the oppressor either. But I think people, people don't like to be oppressed. They break out of a system that forces them to do something. And so what you have to do, as you have taught me over the course of this podcast, so it, should, it sort of is educating Luke in this, <laughs> in this specific section, is that you have to change the hearts and minds of people. And you have to say, to them you don't want 
you'll show them that you don't want they you don't want they don't want to hurt things and they don't want to destroy the environment yeah, and yeah. they can that it is a much better way to be because otherwise their hearts aren't in it you exactly. know, if, they, if exactly. they don't actually want to, you're pushing it on someone, you're dictating it to them. They don't actually feel the need to, to, to go and do it. Whereas if you change the way they think and how they feel, they'll actually probably go above and beyond what you're yes. trying to do. But, you know, this is very hypothetical situation. We know the Queen can't actually enforce anything like this in real life. Well, she can, but she'd be... She uh, those try. powers would be <laughs> removed fairly quickly. Um, but this is a situation where a lot of scientists have already come forward and said that even 1.5 degrees Celsius sticking to that is so unlikely at the moment with what we're doing. Even if we stick to the European, uh, to the European advisory boards goals and targets and we all live up to it, we won't hit that at the moment. So in a scenario like this, where the outcome is we destroy the planet we live on. So regardless of how you feel about it, you won't exist is this a scenario where actually it is okay? We're not talking about data breaches on a mobile phone. We're not talking about Facebook or your right to browse privately. We're talking about the fact that we don't own this planet and we're destroying it. And it's through a want of a particular kind of food and a particular mode of transport, a very, very selfish want and need that this is happening. We're destroying a planet. I agree. See, I, I read this, uh, a similar article on the BBC about how we have 12 years to to, change, to save the world, right? Very dramatic headline. And I was kind of annoyed by this because while I understand, and I, I do personally try and limit my impact on the planet, at the same time, we as individuals have so little power. And there are some really crazy rich people out there who are doing very bad things to the world on orders of magnitude greater than any of us as individuals. You know, half your, fam your, half your income at home comes from farming. Yeah. You know, your other half, he's a farmer. How would you feel if suddenly you woke up one day and half the farming industry disappeared? I'd be appalled. But would you be annoyed if they took away tax incentives for you to run your farm? Well, the because thing it's is... Because it's your choice not, to run a farm. It's not the farmer's fault, um... That no, I'm not saying it's it is. become so unprofitable. It's because the big guys like Tesco, Sainsbury's mm. are dominating. They're completely controlling the prices. So you're, they're making it completely unprofitable to, to run a dairy farm. And your carbon footprint on a farm like yours, I assume, is nowhere near what Sainsbury's and Tesco's and yeah. no. meat farming and stuff like that will be nowhere near the same size. And I think it's you are completely right. It's supply and demand, you know, kind of, you know, where, where we're being subsidized or where those companies are being subsidized, our demand obviously isn't there, but they still want the industry to exist. So yeah. that's what's scary is that the government are realizing that actually we don't want this as much as we're saying when they're subsidizing it so it doesn't disappear, which obviously is important to you, Lucy, that it is subsidized. Well, this is, you know, I think farming well, I just think people need to pay the right price for debt. I don't think dairy and meat should be this like free for all. Yeah. I think it should be more of a, not a luxury product, but something that you pay the right price for. The farmers get the right price for it. There's no need to import it from other countries. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's all produced here. And it doesn't become something that you consume. You know, no one needs to consume red meat on a daily basis. A daily I think basis. I completely agree with you. And I would take it it's all about one step further farming. and say it should be a luxury item. Yeah, it, yeah. it isn't as a necessity at all. Meat should 100% be a luxury item. But I think what we're coming away from here and what maybe you're not thinking about in your response is how immediate this danger is. It's all good and well. well then cut the, the tax subsidies now. 
Yeah, that's immediate. Tomorrow. So that everyone has can't buy a 99p McDonald's burger. They have to buy a £5 McDonald's mm. burger. But that would harm the farmers, not the um, supermarkets. But at what stage do you go, the planet is going to be absolutely screwed unless we do... Because this is what they're trying to do now. Scientists are going, we've been saying this for so long. We are terrified at what could potentially happen. Something needs to happen. And, for example, if the Queen or someone in power did turn around and do this, would you be angry? I wouldn't be angry because it's something I believe in. Yeah. But if it was something I didn't believe in, I would be angry. And what I would do is I would... I, or I'd be annoyed about is the fact that it's being enforced and it's not being made a choice. And so I would... I'd actually encourage people... If this happened, this genuinely happened, I would encourage people to fight it, even though it's against my belief of not eating meat. So your, it's so your belief... Un, it's and un, your... so unconstitutional. My belief that we have the freedom to not be told what to do... It's unless more we're important than the planet more, surviving. It's more important yeah. than... It's Yes, than the planet because it's existing. Not, yes, because it's, there's no point being alive if we're all being controlled. You know, you're attacking the little guy and the the people that are just going about their everyday life and we're ignoring the massive industry giants that are having such a huge impact. But this also has a massive impact on the... How's it ignoring them? They wouldn't be because able to sell. Well, in a situation like the, like you've proposed, for example, you are attacking the little guy because the little guy can't afford, doesn't have time to go out and hunt his own meat, but the rich guy does have time to Anyone go and without send land. people out to hunt their own meat or run their own farm. So it's the poor people who, the poor people with less time lose out. And the rich people who can run their own farm, Lucy's fine, she's got a farm, she'll eat meat. <laughs> not that you're necessarily rich, Lucy, but you do have a farm. It's not I mean, my she's farm. Got assets. But the poor people can still buy things that aren't meat. They can still so have you're still limiting they poor people's have... lives, but but allowing rich people to get on with whatever they want. I, if you if you're going to look at something and be like, well, the rich still get it, so let's not do it. Then what's the point? Exactly, you, we should just go extinct. We should just. That's <laughs> yeah, your opinion, I, is that we should just if go we're extinct? That pathetic that we can't rise up and do our own thing and take on some responsibility for ourselves. Yes, we should just go extinct. It's a very, very. But you can't argue against self destruction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think that's really sad. I think that. But uh, so then people should just be allowed to use well, their hoses. The, and if, the, if it takes the queen to go, so why are you no vegan? more meat, guys, and we all go, but I want meat. Then yeah, we should go extinct. Like if that's how pathetic we are. I mean, if yeah. the queen turned around and said, "Sorry, no more meat," or maybe it's not meat, maybe it's not cars, maybe the, you know, it's, it's things that they highlight. They go, if we do this, it's going to. Drastically reduce our carbon footprint and fix things the way they need to be fixed overnight, and it's going to allow us to not destroy the planet. That is the same as enforcing we'll, a We'll find plan. another way to mess up the planet. If our system is rigged towards subsidizing bad things for mm. rich people and making things expensive that are good for poor people, then we'll find another way to mess it up. And changing this one specific scenario will, will do nothing. So we need to change the entire system or go extinct. Uh, how are we going to change the, the entire system? Fight. Fight for it. Lobby for it. Vote for the right people. Go out and actually do stuff. Don't sit at home and go to one protest a year and then feel like you've done your bit. Okay. Like, I completely agree with you that that's the ideal way of doing it, but I think you're completely ignorant to the fact that that will never happen. So I'm... Um, well, then we is... should go extinct. That's the other option. <laughs> Okay, guys, well, we're all going extinct because we don't want to do anything about it, which is very, very depressing. So, Luke... Sad now. Don't do the rest very, of the very, very sad indeed. <laughs> so, Luke, at the beginning of the podcast, at the beginning of your question, you said this. 
Okay, so I'm going to shock everyone out there who knows that I am a vegan and say that I absolutely think this is not okay. I don't think that the way to change the world and the way to change society is to ban things and to stop things. I think the way to change the world is to change the people and their decisions. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah, I think you, I think you stuck by that kind of core argument all the way through which i think was was yeah you kind of you took it you took it in you came up with what you thought and i think you've stuck you stuck to that quite strongly throughout the whole debate not much education going on then (laughs) (laughs) well but actually the interesting thing about this debate though was that i was basing a lot of my arguments on the previous education i've received from josh in other episodes yeah and so i was educated in other episodes over the course of this whole show it's like your flip seats Lucy, your story comes from The Telegraph, and the headline is Cambridge University students vote against Remembrance Sunday motion over fears it glorifies war. The three things you need to know are Cambridge University's Student Union has voted down a motion to promote Remembrance Sunday amid fears about the glorification of conflict. The motion called on the university, its colleagues and faculties to be more proactive in promoting the cause of remembrance. The move came after an amendment was voted through which noted the efforts of various organisations to reshape remembrance away from glorification and the valorization of war and to campaign against militarism. The amendment proposed by student activist Stella Swain struck out references to British war veterans, Remembrance Day and poppies. Instead, Miss Swain argued that all lives lost and affected by war should be commemorated and that students should be encouraged to engage in productive criticism of war. She said she wanted to reflect the status of the university as an international institution and argued that it was vital that we recognise all different backgrounds and don't just focus on British war veterans. My question for you, Lucy, is, is it more important to remember the lives lost during war or protest war itself? 20 seconds, go. So I think that they are equally important. I think that Remembrance Sunday isn't a glorification of war. I think it's sort of a protest in itself. It's giving everyone a, a chance to remember how horrific war is. I think thousands of people in silence is not a glorification. Who agrees, guys? I agree to a certain extent. However, the thing I find a little bit uncomfortable about Remembrance Sunday is that, or any kind of Remembrance event, is that it provides a platform on which our politicians can look really somber mm-hmm. and sort of bow their head and go, war's really bad. Like and then the next day, they go off and sell weapons to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. yeah. While not actually doing nothing about it. And the majority of people see that and go, oh, David Cameron really cares. He really cares, doesn't he? He really does care. Yeah. And then, actually, he's not doing anything other than bowing his head. It's not necessarily. He may be doing great things. I don't I've, know. I've always found it completely hypocritical that politicians and people turn up to events like this and act like like they care for them it's an opportunity to appear more human Mm -hmm. it's an opportunity to 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 get voters i i i I do kind of i i think i do agree with you see at the end of the day remembrance sunday is important for many people and many people really really take it seriously if people aren't happy with it and they think that it should celebrate you know well not celebrate sorry Mm. commiserate commiserate commemorate um other international wars and things like that create another day do a different sort Mm -hmm. of um event but i think trying to change what's already there you're just going to do more harm than good 
I think what I've, I really agree with you, Lizzie. I think I think that on these days, it's it's a chance for you, as you were sort of alluding to as mm. well, Josh. Mm-hmm. It's it oh, it's used by the political it's establishment used in a very wrong way. But Remembrance Sunday itself, I think. what it is, is it's a day to go look how heroic and selfless these amazing people were who died for a cause they believe was worth dying for. Mm-hmm. Whether it was or not, we don't know. But the, like it's an incredible. Like none of us, I'm sure. Would, I mean, maybe you, Josh, you're a bit more manly than the rest of us. But none of us would want to go off and die unless it was something we, we really believed in. Genuinely considered joining the army for a long stretch. Really, wow. at a nine month period where I was taking it very seriously. And um, what was your thought process behind? joining my my thought process behind joining was i was very down i was very depressed i didn't know what i wanted to do with my life i went through a really hard time and it offered a structure that i was kind of attracted to at the time so if you were somebody who because it's really interesting josh this question here says is it more important to remember the lives lost during war or protest war itself so that sort of comes down to a more like another sort of much more central question of if you were somebody who had lost a family member Mm. Would you spend, is it better for you to spend your time going, being sad that you've lost them yeah. or campaigning so that other people don't die don't in the future? Don't have to go through the same thing. And in thing. that situation, I would say protest war itself is much more important because nothing can bring that person back, but you can save infinitely more lives. By protesting more and finding alternative mm-hmm. means to, especially today where a world war means pretty much destruction for most of the planet like world war really isn't an option but i think by keeping the world wars in our memories that we are kind of silently protesting it because we're we're we are remembering how terrible it was how many Mm. lives were lost and how much we don't want this to happen again do any of you celebrate remembrance sunday beyond wearing the poppy or i celebrated anzac day in australia which is i don't know if it's the same day was that anzac anzac day australian new zealand army corp I believe it stands for. I mean, so that basically, the Australian very army. army. It's very. It's, it's, the, it's the Australians' version. Doesn't does anyone do anything? I don't know. I mean, I did at school. We used to always used to do it at school. We had our poppies, all that kind of thing. I think, to be honest, I'm so disconnected from the real world most of the time because I work at home and don't really go out anyway yeah. that I, I forget it exists, which mm. is really sad. Actually, I, I I would do if I remembered it was there. Well then, well, then it's not really forced in your face, then, is it? No. If, if you if you're not choosing to be a part of it and you do disagree with it. Apparently, by the sounds of it, it's quite easy to. I think these days, as well, we're encouraged, and we we sort of have the sense that war's not a thing that happens here. We're so disconnected from it. War's a thing that happens over in the easty place, yeah, right. And so it's not really. It doesn't feel like Mm. that could happen on our soil anymore. Mm. And so I suppose yes, Lucy, that's why it's so important we remember the world wars because. London was bombed. I live in London. That's scary. The idea that I could look up and, oh, there's, there's bombs. bombs dropping. That should be a thing in my head. That should be a thing I'm reminded of. Mm-hmm. Because at the moment, that's not... A, war happens in deserts to me. Yeah. Right. I would love to know what genuine or actual war veterans think of Remembrance Day and what mm. they think about protesting and remembering and what they think is the most important part. Because aren't we doing it for them? We are. And this this sort of yeah. highlights the thing I'm very uncomfortable with is around London, you see a lot of homeless people who have veteran on their little sign. And that always makes me so sad because if mm. we are a country, if our politicians think it's so honourable that they run a whole day to honour these brave soldiers, then they should not be homeless. They should be... If they gave up their or risked their lives to save our country, yeah, how are there yeah. any that are on the streets living in complete and poverty? That with- for me is that's why this Remembrance Sunday, to a certain extent, is theatre. 
from the political stance, from the political establishment, it's mm. theatre to go to mm. broadcast on BBC One. Mm. Look, the Prime Minister's sad yeah, about death being sad. while doing nothing about it. Yes. So, Lucy, at the beginning of your story, you said... So, I think that they are equally important. I think that Remembrance Sunday isn't a glorification of war. I think it's sort of a protest in itself. It's giving everyone a, a chance to remember how horrific war is. I think thousands of people in silence is not a glorification. And I think as a whole, we all agreed with you, Lucy. I do. And also with, with some of the comments that Luke had to say, it is abused by some political figures and taken in the wrong way. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but absolutely agree. Um, you can do both. And I think it's very important that you do do both as well. Have you had any thoughts change on that, Lucy? Maybe a little bit about protesting. It is also very, very important to mm. protest future wars. Mm. And, well, one final question. In the specific case of Cambridge University, although that was a story to kind of fuel this debate, if we go back to that specific story, if the students as a whole decide that they want to boycott Remembrance Sunday and they feel like it's more important to protest future wars, do you think that they have that right? Yeah, because they voted it. Absolutely. Okay, cool. cool. Right. Moving on to the next story, and that's James's story. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The headline comes from Cosmopolitan, and it is, Twitter is flipping out over Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande's breakup. Of course they are. These are the three things you need to know, James. Um, but do you? Um, <laughs> singer Ariana Grande and comedian Pete Davidson have called time on their five-month romance, according to TMZ, having got engaged after just four weeks. 
Aww. Aww. Sources say that the duo, who went public with their romance in May, still have love for each other, but things are over romantically. But whilst things are over for now, the fiery couple haven't ruled out the possibility of rekindling their romance in the future. Social media has gone wild since the news was announced, with fans telling Ariana they knew the couple would be doomed. I wish I had some psychic fans. Others started a now-deleted GoFundMe page in which they raised money for Pete to get a new place to live. I saw that. It was removed. It's okay. Didn't they only make five pounds? James, my question (laughs) for you is, is it okay to speak your mind about a friend's relationship? 20 seconds, go. Um... No, I don't think it's okay because it's none of your business, really. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like it was directed at me, James. <laughs> I was looking at you. Such a, Stay out of my life, Luke. <laughs> to be fair, he was looking at you. Now, I find this really interesting because we all like to chat to our friends, get involved, talk about their relationship. And in this specific case, I don't know whether Ariana has, you know, how many friends she does have. She must have close friends as well. Would you not, if she'd got engaged after three weeks, have said something? Would you say something to your best friend? They were together I, for I three have, weeks before I would he have proposed. Con- I would have concerns, but those concerns would be based on a, a socially perceived stereotype that people who get together quickly are going to break up. And uh, As Ariana has proven. As Ariana has proven. <laughs> as she has as proved, As Ariana has yeah. proven, but it's none of my business, because sometimes they do work out, sometimes they don't, and it's not my place to... To butt into someone's relationship and go, oh, you're going, you're going, you're going to break up. Yeah, I, I know. Think, I'm a psychic. I know you're going to break up. I, th- I think I used to feel very similarly, and to the point where I actually fell out with my own mother in my last <laughs> serious relationship. He did. I didn't talk to her for four years because her and my partner fell out on a very big, in a very big way. Um, and I decided to side with my partner. And oh. the reason I did that was my my mum decided to make it quite difficult for me not to choose between one and the other which on one hand I think is wrong on the other hand I don't know what it's like to be a mother on the outside and she was very right in a lot of the things that she said she said I couldn't handle certain things and she said we weren't right for each other seven years later I was kicking myself in the teeth (laughs) had I maybe considered it I don't think I should have just blindly followed or listened but maybe I should have respected the fact that she comes from a place where she knows me and thought about it more than I did because I never did that. I never actually sat down and thought over what she said and why she was saying it. So you think it was right of her to speak her mind about your relationship? I think it was right of her to speak her mind about it. I don't think I should have necessarily instantly done what she'd said or or anything Mm. like that, but I should have maybe taken it more seriously than instantly dismiss it, which is what I I'm, did. I'm going to spin that because I think I think it was right that she mentioned something, but I think it was futile in that if she, yes. had she mentioned something, had she not mentioned something, you would have done the same thing, made the same mistake, same outcome, and you would have learned the same lesson anyway. The older I get, the, not that I'm ancient yet, but the older I get, the more I realise that everything my mum says is generally right. turns out to be true. And yeah. it's, it's frustrating. Now, but I don't agree with you that your mum, because I've watched your mum say things and I've watched your mum ignore, I've watched you ignore your mum about everything she ever advises you on. Pretty much. And so what I think the, the actual issue there is that you don't listen to people who have your, the best, your best interests at heart. And that actually I agree with James in that 
I think you shouldn't voice your opinion on things because people don't generally listen. Now, what? Are, not this is not a Josh thing. This is a people thing, right? So and so I stubborn. One thing. One thing that I mean, you, James, and uh, well, in the Josh, case of this ex of mine, she wasn't stubborn. She was definitely persuaded. Sure, but in the case, but so James and Josh are very close friends of mine. Lucy, I've not advised you on much yet, but I'm sure oh, there we'll, is we'll time. get there. I'll advise you on things in the future. I'm sure. But one thing I think you you know about me is I really try and I, I really get involved and try and like. Especially with James, Luke, like, Luke loves to I, help his friends like live their help. best life. I like to try and Aww. feel like I'm helping, but what I'm trying to do at the moment is I'm trying to change that and realise that I need to wait until someone asks for my advice. Yes, and actually, that that really, Lucy, you're nodding that's your head. Actually something yes, I, I got, unsolicited advice is the most yeah. annoying thing Lucy ever. Nodding it has her head to a lot be there. solicited. I used to get quite fr- sometimes frustrated with Luke because he would try and give me lots of advice, but then I turn out to be right. I'm, I'm Josh. You turn mom. out to be right, but mom. I would learn the same <laughs> lesson anyway. Yeah, and actually, going back to our previous story, you want people to learn because then they're more committed to the cause and do it for themselves. They have to learn their own way. And you in, can't just force Luke your way. Is anything but consistent today. And in good. some way, if someone's going to learn the same lesson anyway, if you told them at the start then they might associate that lesson with you being right. And then at which point they would associate the bad feeling of something going wrong with you yeah. at the beginning. And then that, I, I don't know. So basically just shut up until someone asks. Someone can opinion. rationalize it as, Oh, well that person's, they, they were right. I don't like them. So do you think it's a flat out? No. Or do you think there becomes a point where you have to speak out? No, about I, th- friend's relationship? I think you need to be kind. If you see that they're in trouble or so, Often, your friends and family can see the signs of an abusive relationship before you can. Um, you need someone's outside perspective. And if someone then got into a really bad situation and you saw those signs, but you didn't mention them, I feel like you would feel pretty guilty. Mm. So, uh, I, I just I think-, think you need to be kind with your advice. I've made the mistake before of saying, look, your current partner's a skid mark. Like, when they're just... Just just an okay, awful cool. person. I right. was going to say shit stain, but uh, skid mark. Um, I've, if, someone's, if someone's just broken up with their partner, I've gone at them saying they were awful. What were you doing with them? Mm. Blah, 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 blah. And then they get back together. It is the most awkward situation. Oh, it's on terrible. Yeah. So you do need to be kind yeah. and you do need to be mindful about what you're saying. But yeah. I think Absolutely. solicited advice is always welcome i think maybe one good way would be to sit down with somebody and go can i tell you what i think about this and you don't have to listen but this is what i think and this is why it's a lecture no 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 it's it's a very (laughs) you're sort of asking for them to ask you for advice can i give you my advice (laughs) rather than just go i think this and you're stupid for not realizing if you have if you have advice that you think is pressing based on that then yeah that's a good way of going and based on what lucy's just said in the case of Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson, mm. do you think a friend should have sat down with her? She'd just broken up with Mac Miller. Um, she, they didn't have a, a big break in between. And then after four weeks, three or four weeks, I'm not quite sure which one's right. It says four weeks here, but I heard it was three weeks. Um, then gets is engaged to Pete Davidson. Mm. I think at that point, if a friend sat me down, I'd have no right to be upset. If they sat me down, there is a stereotype, I agree, but that stereotype's like six months, a year. Do you know what, a year, I, I, to be honest, if you got engaged after six months of being with someone, Luke, I think I'd sit you down and say, are you sure? Have you thought about this properly? And just try and question a few things. Sure, I do think that maybe someone should have sat her down However, I don't think it would have changed the situation. I don't think it would have Especially if they're already engaged and yeah. it's been announced. She already did it. She, she, she supposedly thinks she's a level-headed person and so doesn't think that, 
oh, you're right. I should really have thought she's, she'll be made to feel stupid. And I don't think people ever change when they're made to feel stupid. No, and that's really difficult. I think a very common question after someone announces an engagement from the parents is, are you sure? I think mm. that's a very normal response. And I think that's a good one. It gives everyone the opportunity to say, well, yes, yes, I am sure. Or, well, I don't know. He just asked and I panicked. Um, so why can't everyone just say that rather than you're completely wrong? I think this, this and this. You can question it a bit. Give her an opportunity to justify. But still go about it in the right way. Yeah. Yeah. Go about it with the uh, idea that actually Ariana Grande might know something you don't about whatever his name is whatever his name is (laughs) Pete Davidson don't you you know who Pete Davidson is you should always assume that and that's something that I find very difficult people giving outside advice on a relationship Mm -hmm. I've only been in two relationships and one was for four years and it was from when I was 17 to 21 so it was quite a big part of my life yeah Mm -hmm. and and it was a terrible relationship and my mum just gave me so much judgement free love and advice i hadn't spoken to my mum for four years the day i drove away a friend of mine drove from london up to where i was living to pick me up i called her and the first thing she said was get your ass here right now Hmm. and i got out the car and she was shaking so much when we hugged so it's you always get that i I hope that everybody has someone that is that complete non-judgmental person and i think what I'm taking away from this as a whole is one, you're all very lovely people. And two, it's okay to speak your mind about a friend's relationship in the right situation when, when there is motive to do so and you recognize something that may be dangerous. But way, way, way more important than that is that if something does go wrong and you are that person's friend, you are there to be their unjudgmental support to help them get through and what you happens never say, afterwards. I told you so. Absolutely self, not. Self help podcast now. <laughs> so, yes, summarize. We're all quite nice, but just don't be judgmental, I think, which is quite nice. Be a nice person. Be a nice person. But mind your own business most of the time. <laughs> yes. James, at the beginning of this question, you said this. Um, no, I don't think it's okay because it's none of your business, really. Do you still agree with your original statement? I still agree with it, but I think we've talked about some important things in that. In the, in the situations where you do have to talk to it or someone comes to you, you'd be nice or you'd be non-judgmental. You listen and you'd be supportive. And the only other thing I'd say is that in the extreme case, if someone's... The only time you should forcefully interfere is if someone's repeating the same mistake over and over. Like if Ariana got engaged again after three weeks and yeah. then broke up and then got engaged again and broke up, I would say, listen, Ariana, maybe you should. This is three times now. Yeah, that, <laughs> come on, Ari. Come on, Ari. <laughs> that does make sense. Right, guys, that was our three stories of the week. How do you guys think that you did? I don't ever do this ever again. I really enjoyed no, this. No, I really enjoyed, I enjoyed it. it. I, really I want to be it. Josh. I want to be Josh. This is really fun. I loved it. I thought you were it's awful. A, oh, <laughs> Joe, you were very, I have very, very good. I found appreciation for you, Josh. You're really good at this. Oh, well, thank you very yeah. much. We all suck. No, we're I am right. admire with how you deal with us shooting questions at you each week. Okay, well, that was equally just as terrifying for me, Luke. Lots of respect for you hosting the show oh. every week. Moving on to the quick fire round, guys. <laughs> Okay, guys, so this is the quick fire round where I am going to fire a story that one of our lovely listeners has posted to us on Twitter or Instagram, and they want to know what you think. I'm going to hit each one of you up one by one with a story, including producer Jack. Jack, I need you to come over to the table so you can give your opinion on a story. Here we go. Go. Lucy Lekasan on Instagram has asked, is there a need for life skills lessons taught at schools? 
Oh my god, yes. James, Dan is quiet, has asked, should all secondary schools be taught about the LGBT community? Oh my god, yes. Luke, Matt Collins has asked, is fracking as evil as everyone makes out? Oh my god, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And Jack, Dave Pojusen has asked, is it appropriate for Theresa May to have danced at a formal conference? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Oh my God, no. I love that. And the good news story of the week, guys, is that I'm not hosting next week. Oh my God, yes. Oh my God, yes. Yes. Okay, I hate that you are so happy about that. (laughs) Wow. Okay, and actually, no, it's not time for the outro. I'd like to hear Lucy's joke of the week, please. I thought you were going to forget about that. Okay. So I didn't prepare one. No, I have tailored (laughs) this one to Luke. Okay, very exciting. And actually all of you as well, but mostly Luke. A vegan said, people who sell meat are gross. I'd say that anyone who sells fruit and veg are grosser. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, yeah. Grosser? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's you good. get it and yeah. you're still not laughing? Uh, yeah. I've got, I've got one. <laughs> Go on, James. A vegan said, let's go extinct. Yes, I did. Right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Don't forget to go follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Educating Josh, where there will be the polls and content from each of today's topics, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. We also want you to send in more questions for next week's quickfire round. Please go subscribe, and more importantly, leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your alternative podcast app of choice. This has been Educating josh i have been josh this is a studio 71 production we'll see you next week for another episode of educating me goodbye educating people are such educating me on spotify hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life pretty litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20 percent off your first order and a free cat toy terms and conditions apply see site for details when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89 percent off usps and ups Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.